Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Velas here in Liverpool, joined by a very smart and dapper-looking Eddie Hearn. Are we, Ed? Well, it's not quite Vegas, is it, Oscar, as you know, but, and it's a lot colder, but we're here, ready to go, mate, feeling good. Uh, big finish to the year, obviously, we've been on a great run, but four shows in two weeks, Bivol this weekend in Russia, and obviously Conor Ben, Katie Taylor, and then next week, Uzbekistan on the Friday night with Madrimov Sorrow, and the big Chisora Parker fight, so... Um, Bit of news from Boris last night, which means we're safe for the foreseeable future. Let's just get these shows done and have a great Christmas. I jumped straight in with, with Conor Ben. I was speaking to Frank last night and I said to him, we had Bellew, we had Froch, we had Kel when he was at his peak. And we had that sort of era of your British superstars outside of the heavyweights. We sort of vying for another one. Is there a lot of pressure around, not just Conor in the ring, but you guys out in the ring to get this right? It's been a brilliant journey so far. He goes again Saturday night. Is this like a, there's a lot of pressure around this journey, isn't there? Yeah, I feel that Conor Ben is... He's already a star of British boxing. You know, we're seeing it across the numbers. We're seeing it, you know, in the, in the arenas. I mean, you know, we'll probably have close to 7,000 people there this Saturday in Liverpool. He's a, he's a kid from Essex headlining in Liverpool. It's very, very unusual. And that's when you start to see the, the big names. You know, Khan in his day could headline in any city and fill it up. You know, and there's very few people that can draw those kind of numbers in cities outside of the, their environment. Um, I feel that Conor Ben is a star he's potentially one of the biggest stars in world boxing but you get to these kind of fights and then you, your bum just starts to go a little bit because you know this is a tough fight and I know people say oh Algeria's 37 or you know Algeria's a great fighter Algeria's boxed Manny Pacquiao he had a very close fight with Amir Khan he beat Provodnikov for the world title yes he's towards the back stages of his career he's not shot he's not showing Loads of signs of decline. He's incredibly fit. He's healthy. You know, he's smart. And this is a really dangerous fight for Conor Ben. Because sometimes when you look past these kind of guys and you start talking about Broner and Porter and Khan and all these kind of people, 
you end up losing rounds, and before you know it, you, you've lost the fight. You get stopped late, or you you lose on points. And this is, I, I really see this as a really competitive fight against Algeri, who looks tremendous, and and will will really realise the benefits of being up at 147 pounds over 140, because when he makes 140, he don't look well. Look at him now. He's he's full of health, uh, full of energy, and he believes that they're going to win on Saturday night. And that's why they're here. It's funny with Conor because you get a lot of people saying that his journey is sort of being moulded to suit him and he's fighting these guys who, like you said, Algeria, near the back end of his career, has been at the top level but isn't perhaps what he was four or five years ago. But I suppose getting those fights for a fighter and suiting them is the promoter's job. So you're moulding Conor's journey, but that's, that's your job. But you also get that sort of criticism for that as well. It's, it's somewhere in the middle. It's choosing the right fights commercially and it's giving him an opportunity to progress as a fighter. But let me ask you this. Sebastian Formella fought Sean Porter on a headline on PBC. He went 12 rounds and then literally a few months later, Conor Ben fought him and got criticism over the same fighter that Sean Porter just boxed. Right? Samuel Vargas, he comes in, boxed Virgil Ortiz, but went the distance with Amir Khan, got put on his can't put Khan on his backside. Connor takes him out in a round. Then they go into the Adrian Granados fight. Very good, tough fight who got hit and decided to, to run all night. Now Chris Algieri. So Formella, Vargas, Granados, Algieri. This is the perfect development of a young fighter. And when you've got someone as potentially special as Connor Ben, you don't fuck it up by being too brave or, you know, this is the perfect fight. So can he lose on Saturday? Absolutely he can lose on Saturday. And he can lose in a couple of ways. One's by underperforming and two by just not being good enough to beat Chris Algieri. So, you know, matchmaking is, is an art and it's an art because it's about development and it's about creating fights that people are interested in. And We've I seen how hard of an art it is recently, actually, haven't we? With the amount of home fighters that are losing as well. Also, when I'm finishing my sentence, don't pull the microphone away. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. But we're seeing that through the pandemic. One thing with Conor Ben is he hasn't been inactive and he's stayed in the gym the whole time. So there's no reason. If he gets beat on Saturday, it's not because, oh, it's the pandemic or he's been inactive. It's just that he hasn't, he, he's not good enough. And that can happen against a fighter like Chris Algieri. Al, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is it for Algieri. He's come here to win this fight. He must win. So you're going to get a really good Chris Algieri. And Bartiz ain't now. Conor Ben looks sensational. And in that Granados fight... You know, obviously he got COVID at fight camp. You know, he, he made weight nearly, put on that weight, got over COVID, came back. He didn't have the same kind of spring in his step in fight week. This week, he is buzzing. And he feels like he's going to put a tremendous performance in on Saturday. EH, working with AB, potentially. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Obviously, Connor has got Saturday, but um, you can see why that's got some excitement in the UK because Connor and, and Adrian Broner is, and a perfect fight to introduce him to the, the States as well, I suppose. Yeah. It's a great fight. Um, Adrian reached out to us a couple of days ago. We're going to have a chat about various bits and pieces. Um, and it's a, it's a great fight. Broner's a real dangerous fight because sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. You know, I've been ringside watching Adrian Broner when he boxed Gavin Reese at 135 pounds in Atlantic City. I thought this kid's one of the best fighters I've ever seen live. If you get a focused Adrian Broner, it's a really dangerous fight. If you get one that's not quite been concentrating in camp, it's a great bit of matchmaking. So it's somewhere between the two. And, and that is a massive British fight, Adrian Broner against Conor Ben. But he has to get through Algeria. 
you know, we keep talking about Taylor Serrano, all this kind of stuff. She's got to get through Sharapova. These are the kind of fights that are sometimes the hardest because they're the fight before the fight that everyone's talking about. Katie Taylor, she has got Faruza Sharapova in a way, but um, I said to her yesterday, I feel a bit sorry for her because I listened to a few interviews and the name banded about it's just Serrano, Serrano, Serrano. But um, she's got someone who, I know she said a couple of things about she's been training with people Katie's fought in the amateur, so she feels like she knows a bit about Katie, so she's here and she's game. I'm very concerned about Sharapova because she comes with a team of about 80 people. She's got Kazakhstan back. I mean, they haven't stopped moaning since they've been in. The hotel's not good enough. The gym, Where's the gym? Where's it? So but they're taking it really seriously. And they're obviously taking it seriously because they think they can win. Um, but she's not here in awe of Katie Taylor. She's a good amateur and she's WBA mandatory. And these are the kind of fights, as I said, that are sometimes the hardest because Katie Taylor's thinking, well, I mean, I'll win on Saturday and I'm fighting Amanda Serrano in, in the biggest fight of all time at Madison Square Garden. And that's what she's got to do. She's just got to get through Saturday. First time she's boxed in Liverpool, I'm really excited about that. We're going to have around 7,000, as I said, in the arena and, and it's going to be a great atmosphere. Just quickly on that, will it be a dead cert that if she wins, she will fight Serrano? Yeah, the contract's not signed, but we have an agreement in principle between both sides to make that fight around April time and that's what we'll be trying to do. Ed, the WBC finally have ordered Dillian White to be Tyson Fury's mandatory. Um, you kind of knew it was going to happen at some point anyway, but is it just like a nice little relief, a little weight off the shoulders, at least it's been ordered and now it can sort of get moving? For sure. I mean, look, that's great news for Dillian White. There's still, of course, the situation of the split to resolve. You know, I said to Maurizio on Saturday in Vegas, it's very difficult to negotiate a fight when you don't actually know what the first bit split is. So we'll see how that develops in the arbitration and the discussions with the WBC. Um, you know, but you've got a situation there where if you've got one side thinks the split should be 55-40-45 and another side who thinks the split should be 80-20, you're not going to reach a deal. So that needs to be determined before we can consider deals, really, I think. Obviously, there's the purse bid scenario, but we're more than happy to do a deal if it's the right terms for Dillian White. And uh, we will be aggressive. We'd love to promote that fight. So we'll be aggressively speaking to our partners to see what kind of bid we would make for that fight. And Dillian will weigh up his options and decide what, what route to go down. Do you get a hunch that these negotiations in the 30 days will go smoothly? Will what? Smoothly? Uh, again, I think it's very difficult to negotiate when you don't know what the, the split is. So I, I don't see a deal being reached until everybody knows what the split of that fight is. And in terms of what this means for Anthony Joshua, actually, just quickly one more thing. I saw potential Millennium Stadium banded about as... Um, uh, a venue for this one? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's in Britain and the fight's in March, that's going to be a stadium that, that uh, makes sense. Um, yeah, in terms of AJ, I take it that means the step-aside money is completely off the table now and he will go ahead with the rematch as expected? Yeah, and, and that doesn't change from his original uh, plan or original preference. You know, all the step-aside stuff was discussions that were taking place without Anthony Joshua till they got to a point where they should reach Anthony Joshua. And obviously what he always wanted to do was rematch Alexander Usyk. And with the news of Dillian White now, that's you know almost certain the, the fight that will take place probably a month or so after White against Fury. I know you kind of wanted to keep it all quite close to your chest about what the situation was with, what you would tell Anthony and what perhaps the financials were. I saw 40 million online, no? No, I see some of this stuff sometimes and I'm just like, you know, it'd be nice, but that wasn't the number that was discussed. Do you know where that's been pulled from? Like, at all? No. no idea. 
But the, the mad thing is, everyone runs with it and everyone believes it. Sometimes it's better just to ask me. Can't always give you the exact truth in certain situations, but at least I'll tell you what's bollocks and what's not. The WBO, uh, I think it was Bob Loss overnight said that the WBO could potentially order the winner of Lomachenko and Komi to um, be mandatory for George Cambosis' WBO. We spent a whole week in Vegas talking about an undisputed fight. Um, could it be a kick in the bollocks for the undisputed fight or will there sort of be a, a bit of agreement? George Cambosis has just won the title. So he's entitled to a defence and he's certainly entitled to make a fight for the undisputed championship. Um, but what he does do is focus the mind and say, as we've seen in the heavyweight division, you don't get a lot of time to make these kind of fights. So really, we must make this fight and we must make it as soon as possible. You know, March, April, let's do a major fight in Australia. Let Cambosas have his moment of history in Australia. And also, let's solve the undisputed problem for good. And it's the own, Devin's the only fight that can tick both those boxes. So we've got to get moving, speak to Luda Bella, speak to Peter Khan, Cambosas, ferocious promotions and and try and move forward with that fight. Does Tank come into play with this? Because obviously he's got the WBA regular. I think he dropped his WBA regular at 140 and he's still got it at 135. So does he come into play as a potential mandatory to be called? Uh, possibly. Not at the moment. I don't, I don't think it's certainly not being called, but I can't see him dropping the belt either. But they could still order that fight. They can do whatever they want. But ultimately, we can make Haney against Cambosas as long as we move at decent pace. Did you see any of Tank's performance? Yeah, I watched it. I was in the, I was in the airport. Someone had it on. We are flying back. You were on our flight, weren't you? Um, well, Isaac Cruz, Isaac Cruz did what we, we knew he was capable of, which is to be tough. Um, I don't think it was a scintillating performance, but Tank's a very good fighter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just don't know what the route is for him. You know, they keep talking about Lomachenko and you know, Haney and all this, and they're just going to fight Roly Romero. It's just what they do. So, but, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a very good fighter. Um, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury will not happen. We landed to that news after our flight from Vegas. Um, obviously, you've got then Logan and Jake coming out. And that's like their YouTube persona. And as soon as they see something like that, they jump on it. Are you in agreement with them that Tommy is scared to fight Jake Paul? And that is the reason why he's pulled out? I, I doubt it. I mean, you know. Um, but, obviously, when everybody said... And, Tyson Fury said, he's fighting with one arm, he only needs this. It's just, that's just beautiful prey and, you know, bait for the pools to sort of do what they do, which is really annoy people and be quite cringe. But they're intelligent people. They know what they're doing. And you have to give them respect of how quickly they move to, to log in the Woodley rematch. I mean, I know it's not as big a fight, but still decent enough. And, um, you know, I... I think they'll just forget about Tommy Fury now. I think they'll just freeze him out because it was probably quite a dangerous fight for them. And now they look like Tommy Fury shit himself. But I don't think he has. I think he's probably genuinely injured or ill or whatever it is. And um, he's, he's missed a big payday. But, you know, it's boxing. Well, see, I'm asking you as someone who would have to give an outside opinion. But let's say you promoted Tommy Fury and he was frozen out of a potential Jake Paul fight in the new year. It would be quite hard for him to go back to fighting the level of the guys that he's fought on the British scene, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was really the perfect uh, fight for Tommy Fury. And like you say, he's just going to be going back to fighting low-level opposition. But who knows? Maybe you'll get another fight of another YouTuber or a celebrity. It's a funny world we live in. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill. 
in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.